Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast. Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to set a little context and do a little intro for my beautiful friend, Dave Wheel, that is um, that joined me on the episode today. Um, I was so excited to have Dave on. He recently launched his own podcast called Men Doing the Work. Um, you're definitely going to want to send every man you know over to his podcast because he's a coach for men. He's been leading men's work for a very long time, men's groups, um, brotherhoods. He's a breathwork facilitator. And his podcast is all about helping men really step up in their lives, show up in their purpose, show up in their relationships, and really get into alignment with the truth of who they are. So Dave's work is so complimentary to what we do here. And I wanted to have him on the podcast because he had me on his podcast to talk about what women want in relationship. And I was representing you out there um, and, you know, what women really crave on a soul level in relationship. And so I decided to bring Dave in and interview him about what men want and really get to know and get inside the head of a good, healthy um, high quality men, what they desire in relationship, um, and to just understand the psychology of men more. So I had so much fun having this conversation with Dave. He's totally brilliant. Such a, he's such a love, such a powerful, loving force in the world. He's the founder of Alpha Rising Men's Work. And of course, the podcast Men Doing the Work. He's a men's coach, breathwork facilitator, um, he used to be a professional skier, um, but he broke his neck, which is crazy, in 2012, and discovered a passion for healing, personal growth, spiritual growth, and men's work. So he's been on a mission to support men to evolve as better husbands, fathers, and leaders to create more fulfilling lives and make a bigger impact. So I just think he's amazing for men. He's my number one refer or number one person I send all the men I know to. So if you have a man in need or desiring to start to do the work on himself, send them to the men who do the work podcast and we'll link everything below. But I'm super excited to share Dave with you today. So enjoy the episode and let us know what you think. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast. I'm here with a dear, dear friend of mine and one of my expander men in my life. I'm so excited to pick his brain and crack his heart open today so that he can share all the secrets um, of maybe where to find high quality men. That would be a good one. Um, but all about we're talk the conversation today is about high quality men. So what high quality men want in relationships. Of course, we're going to unpack dating and um, just see where the conversation goes. But Dave, I'm so excited. Excited to have you here. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. I feel like we've been talking about this for a long time, having you on. Yeah, totally. It's been, <laughs> yeah, a, it's been a conversation for a bit, for sure. <laughs> Happy so, to finally make it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Dave, I mean, Dave is, he has an amazing life. Dave is a dear friend. Him, Dave and his wife, Brooke, are the ones who invited me and kind of brought me to Nosara, Costa Rica last year. And they have completely unscripted their life, sold everything. They lived in Vancouver, they're Canadian, and they sold everything and moved down to Nosara, Costa Rica. And you both just are so committed to living life really in alignment with your truth. Yes. hundred mm, percent. Yeah. It's been really beautiful to witness. Thank and you. so I'm, I'm curious, I think where, where we should start is just around like, what is a high quality man? 
<laughs> like, what, what does that mean no, to you no as, what a, is that? as a man? To me, you are one. And so I would oh, love to know, like, what, what does that mean to you? And where do, they, where do we find them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, a big part of what that means is, is just having balance in, you know, a lot of guys out there are either like too much in their masculine and they're disconnected from their feelings and their heart. And they're just like, you know, toxically just doing all the time and, you know, have trouble connecting and being intimate or they're too much on in their feminine and they're just flow boys and they don't have any power. They don't have any, you know, they can't provide, they can't show up, they can't be consistent. And, and I, for me, I feel a high quality man is someone who's able to find the balance in between those and, yes. and develop their masculine, be able to show up and be a fucking man and, and provide and provide safety and comfort and all these things for the woman, but also be able to connect and, you know, hold gaze for a little, for a few minutes and, and, you know, just do all those wonderful feminine things as well. So, you know, yeah. be in touch with their emotions, be in touch with their heart and, and coming from a place of service in the world versus trying to like just boost their ego all the time. Right. Yeah, for sure. I think I imagine like when someone's on the extreme side, they're operating probably from the shadow of that side, as opposed yeah. to like, I, I think of when I think of men that are more on the feminine side, typically they're smoking a lot of weed, playing a lot of video games, like really not taking the bull by its horn. And, mm -hmm. and same with women, like not actually taking action, creating a life they want, um, being driven and all of those things. So if you were to share a little bit about your story, where on the spectrum were you before you became this enlightened being that you are now? <laughs> <laughs> well, since I'm perfect and all now, I... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm definitely still walking that path myself and, and trying to fully like embody all of these things more fully as well. Uh, but for me, that journey, I was much more of the you know, too much in my feminine for a long time and have mm -hmm. had to learn to, like, I had a lot of wounding around my masculine. Uh, my biological father left before I was born. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I just, I didn't realize this until a few years ago when I started to get into men's work and started to learn about this whole thing. But I essentially had a real wound around trusting men, really, and trusting my own masculine. And, you know, as a result of him not being there and more or less being raised by my mom. I had a stepdad who came in pretty early into my life, but I really struggled. I resented him. I pushed him away. I, I didn't allow him to really support me at all. So most of my, I, I kind of learned from my mom about most things. So I was very nice. I was like a super quote unquote, mm. nice guy, you know, from, from early on and had zero boundaries, very little confidence in myself. And you, you kind of nailed it. I smoked a lot of weed, played a lot of video games. Ah, <laughs> that's so funny. I didn't and, know that. And, you know, I, I was uh, for the first, like from when I would turn 18, when I finished high school, I moved to Whistler and just chased dreams of being a pro skier for the first 10 years of my adult life. So mm. I was very much, you know, not concerned with money, not concerned about responsibility. I just wanted to play and, and enjoy life, which is a beautiful, like that's, like part of that is really awesome. And, yes. you know, not without taking responsibility for, you know, like yes. your life and money and like, it's, it's important to have both of those. So sure. yeah, as I said, I was just really disconnected from that masculine energy for a long time. And then, um, I broke my neck, which we can talk about a bit if you want, but you broke uh, your neck. Yeah. You didn't know I, that. No. Uh, <laughs> wow. How did you not know that? About me? I don't. Uh, Wow. I, really don't, I really don't know you, Dave. I don't know. <laughs> this It's so funny. Like all these people that I've met later in life that I have this whole other life of being, you know, like I was sponsored, got paid to ski, film, compete, coach, like this whole, that was a whole other chapter before that. But uh, wow. that breaking my neck cracked me open to a lot more of literally. spirituality and yeah, literally um, kind of whacked me over the head with spirituality and, you know, understanding because you can imagine if my whole life was built around being a pro skier and then you're sitting with the fact that like, you might not be able to walk again for a while, let alone ski, you know, you have to reinvent yourself. And, and in that wow. process, I got introduced to things like Reiki and, you know, the power of meditation and the power of, you know, just the power of our mind to heal our body and, and kind of went more and more into that. 
And that kind of started me down that path. And, and I had to pick a new thing to focus on. And I knew I liked coaching and I was really good with people helping them overcome their fears. That's a big part of ski coaching, getting them to jump off cliffs and all that fun stuff. Right. And once um, I started learning- fun. It was, it was, it was a fun, <laughs> in, enjoyable life for sure. I don't um, want to jump off cliffs. Well, it is once, once you, it's one of those things, like it's scary, but it's that, it's that thrill of overcoming your fears, right? Which of course, has really translated into the work I do now. Cause it's not jumping yeah. off cliffs, but it's having difficult conversations and it's setting boundaries and it's helping guys create better lives in the same kind of, there's that same element to it. So I went down that rabbit hole, learned a lot about that, but, but a big part of that was like, I worked at Lululemon for a while and I went to school for coaching. I was like the guy in my whole like course of coach training, you know, and, and just coaching in general is a very feminine world. So I went down that rabbit hole, went into a lot of the spiritual stuff as well. And my first, when I first started getting into it, there was this like spiritual bypassy kind of a way I was doing it essentially of like, if I just meditate enough, if I just like set my intentions and be here and, you know, go for lots of walks in the woods, then people will just start coming to me. And it's like, that's not actually what it, <laughs> you know, like that's a part of it. You have to live in alignment with what you're teaching, but you also have to put in the work. You have yes. to go out, you have to create, you have to be willing to fail and put on events and keep yeah. putting yourself out there repeatedly. And, and that, core piece around being afraid of failure, being like being afraid to, you know, offend someone or just Mm -hmm. be rejected in general, stopped me for a long time from, from actually making anything of the coaching. And and I had to really heal a lot around my masculine to, to get into, to become a man that could not just be connected to his heart and, and this whole spiritual conversation, but could go out and get shit done as well. Yes. Without that, you're not going to, you're not going to make any impact in the world if you can't do the work and get uncomfortable and put yourself out there into the world. It's so true. And both like, I love this because both are needed for women and men. And so many women live mostly in there. Well, not, I mean, obviously there's, there's both exist like men, like you and women and men that are on more on the masculine side and same for women. I work with a lot of women who are more in their masculine and who are really good action takers, really successful, like have all that side down, but they're disconnected from their vulnerability and their feelings and their intuition and all of the things you're talking about. So really in all aspects of our lives, but having both of these, I think often women think there's a lot of push on the like feminine movement for women and masculine movement for men, but it's not about throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's about like coming into harmony with both of these sides of yourself. And so I love that, like for business, of course you would need both. And that I, I love that you had to grow into this for business, but I imagine it deeply supports you in relationship too. hundred uh, percent. So talk, tell us about like what dating and relationships were like as Mr. Nice Guy. Like what, what was that like for you? And, and even even about like what (laughs) didn't go well, um, (laughs) what was it like dating and what, like how, how, and how were you impacted internally by whatever occurred for you? Cause it's, I feel like one of my favorite things about, we've only had a few men on the podcast before. I think Mark Groves and maybe one other Jeffrey, I feel like we've only had two. I might be wrong. Uh, there might be one more, but we, yes, yes. You're very special. <laughs> um, but um, one of my favorite things about in, I mean, our audience is all women and we talk yeah. so much about how we can empower them, but I feel like there's such a, there's such a gift to a woman hearing a man's side and knowing that they're going through shit too, even though the man might look like an asshole on the surface, or he might like, he might be the annoying nice guy or whatever. Like there's pain underneath that for men too. And I think it's so easy to forget that, especially all the patriarchy talk. And and I think we often blame men along with patriarchy, even though patriarchy is a system, it's not men. So I think being able to have compassion for the other side and know it helps not take things personally when we're dating, you know, it's so easy. And in relationships to take your partner or the person you're dating's um, crap personally. So tell us about being Mr. Nice Guy. What was it like out there? Uh, you just don't get what you want, really. You know, like uh, when you boil it down, there's, there's this element of, for me at least, a big part of that was, as I said, like being primarily raised by my mom in 
and kind of this idea of like, and which is kind of the, that's a big reason why there are so many nice guys in society right now. There's so many guys that have been kind of raised by, they're just not connected with mature masculinity really. And, and they're raised by women where there's this idea of like, just be nice. Don't hurt anyone. Don't, don't be mean. Don't be a dick, like be a nice person. And, and while there's some good in that, there's that turns into like a man that's not willing to go after what he wants or, or have boundaries or upset anyone or like be confident and decisive and go and ask a woman out that he wants to. So that often turns into guys kind of just, instead of going after what they want, they just take whatever comes to them. So Uh. it, it kind of leads to guys leaning more into the feminine in relationship and then attracting some of those women like you work with that are more in their masculine that they're willing to go after what they want and while this isn't it's not that relationships like that can't work but because some men are naturally more actually at their core they are more feminine and some women are naturally more masculine but a lot of people that are in that kind of somewhat off balance place it's, it's a defense mechanism. It's like a armor of some sort that's not actually aligned with their true core. So they get into these relationships that just don't all that fulfilling because right. most of the women want a man who's going to step up and be in control and help them soften. And most men want a woman that can be soft and flow and, right. and it can, and draws them towards um, her essentially. So, so what did it look like? It looked like not actually getting to date a lot, not mm-hmm. <laughs> like being afraid of asking girls out, of, of risking failure, of risking rejection, and just not having the confidence to go for what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so when I did, you know, I, I didn't actually do a lot of dating or have a lot of relationships until it was, you know, like there's the kind of the, <laughs> like there's the book we were at for your listeners might not be familiar with this, obviously, because most of them are women, but there's a book called No More Mr. Nice Guy by Robert Glover that talks a lot about this subject. And and it's the classic way is that you kind of just sneak your way in. Like you become a best friend almost and like wow. a confidant. And then you're out drinking one night and you just kind of slip into a pants. <laughs> you know, oh like, <laughs> you're like violating. Nice. And, well, it, and it kind of is because yeah, it's not right. like it's, it's sneaky. not direct and clear, it's not direct. It's sneaky. Yeah. It's kind of manipulative. It's yeah. this like, you know, you become really close and you connect in a more emotional, more feminine way. Like you become a best friend right. and then, and then you, once the defenses are down, it's there, it's easy. And then, you know, but it's behind it is this intention that like, oh, I actually want to fuck you, but I'm not going to tell you that. I'm just going to try to be really nice and be a friend and listen to all your problems. And, and like, (laughs) it doesn't work. It's not, that's not a way to set up a a solid foundation for a relationship. And, and so a lot of my relationships were some type of like some dynamic like that, basically not all exactly like that, but but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't until getting into men's work and reconnecting with that part of myself and getting actually really clear about what I wanted personally. And then, you know, when I was ready for it, meeting Brooke and starting on a solid foundation of that, of like coming in and being direct about like, this is what I want. I want to date you. I want to, even to the point of, it's kind of fun when we first started dating, we, which was totally out of my comfort zone, I'll precursor, but I tried to implement some of the stuff I was learning. And when we first, when I first asked her out, she said no, because I was just dating a few different people and starting to open myself up to dating again after a couple of year hiatus to just focus on business. And, and she said, no, she didn't want to date me if I was dating other people. And she was like, but like, I, I think you're rad. I'd love to hang out and become friends. And I said, no, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be your friend. I want to date yes. you. Wow. And, and she you. was Did like, you get this reflection in men's group that that was like, that's, manip- that's like, that's very much from straight out of nowhere, Mr. Nice Guy. Cause okay. this is where, like I said, so many guys will try to come in as a friend. Yes. And then obviously you've heard the term getting friend zoned, zoned um, or whatever that, cause <laughs> then a lot of guys try to kind of surpass the friend zone. They're like, oh, if I become friends, that's my gateway in. And then maybe I can sleep with her once we're already connected. But yeah, it doesn't actually work very well. And 
at least for, again, the long-term foundation for a relationship. So yeah. that threw her for a loop. And <laughs> if it was, uh, but it, it actually ended up working super well. We didn't date for a while. Eventually, you know, we, we kind of flirted a little bit through texts here and there. And, and, you know, then eventually I was, I just, I wanted to pursue things. I stopped seeing the other woman that I was seeing and I was like, all right, let's do this. Cause she had a boundary around me, not like not dating me if I was dating anyone else. And I didn't want to just be friends. And then once all those things got into alignment, we started dating and then we just dove in. It was very like clear and mm. boundaried. And it was like, all right, let's do this. It was, there was no fucking around basically. <laughs> that must've felt so good. I remember the first time I heard someone, I think it was a meme that said people pleasers are the most manipulative of all. And I mm. used to be a extreme miss, nice girl. So like the flip side of I, I, the book that changed things for me back in the day was why men love bitches and similar, <laughs> similar premise, similar, right? It's, totally. it's a, bitch is a, a bitch is just an empowered woman who's independent and standing her own ground. And the nice girls like how the shapeshifter, this fantasy, the self-sacrificer, how can, who can I be for you? So you like me totally. and how manipulative that actually is, which it, I mean, even with friends, when we're saying yes to something, but it's actually a no, and you're just doing it out of obligation, and then you feel resentful deep down, like, if your friend actually knew it was a no for you, probably, they wouldn't want you to do the thing. So yeah. it's like, I think that the, the bigger, the bigger thing that I feel is that when if you if you were choosing a partner from Mr. Nice Guy, it's your protection that's choosing the partner. So then that's the dynamic that sets up the whole relationship. Mm hmm. And it's, as I said before, it's often for a lot of the nice guys, it's not even as much of a choosing as just allowing themselves to be chosen. Right. Because it's often the women that are more in their masculine that come and get them. Right. You know, wow. <laughs> so it's like, there's this energy of like, just taking scraps, basically, like yeah. accepting whatever you can get, because you're just desperate for love, which wow. Yeah. And I just picture like the little boy who's got the single mom who feels responsible for all her stress and her pain. So you're just like, oh, how can I make your life easier? And, and just like, of course, on the flip side of that, a woman's going to want a man who really wants to be there. And so I love that you were able to come to that place of balance and let's, okay, let's paint the picture. Cause obviously you run, you've run many men's groups over the years. You've coached a lot of men, um, on both sides of the coin. So let's talk about, cause I know there's a lot of women who listen to the podcast who experience the other side of men, the shadow masculinity. Right. Let's Which talk is about a lot them. of my clients still. Okay. That's right. like, that's a big obviously issue for like I would say about 90% of my clients come from women actually right <laughs> like yeah, I've working with like the men 10. you, yeah. you send me clients I have yes. other female coaches and therapists that send me like yes. partners of their clients but also just you know women out there that, are, that I know or that are following me online and they're like my husband needs to work with you otherwise yes. our relationship is fucked yes. <laughs> and um, and a lot of those guys are the ones that are on the other side they're more in the kind of like quote unquote, toxic masculinity are just, just disconnected from their feminine, really, right. when it comes down to it, they're just uncomfortable, they don't understand the feminine, and they don't understand like, in themselves and in their partners. So they can't handle it when their woman freaks out and is emotional, <laughs> and right. they get into fights, and they blow up and like, you know, and, and they just, they don't understand the some of the basics around some of this stuff. So like understanding women and women that are in the feminine, which is feelings. And I, that's why I love the book way of the superior man by David data. It's like, I read it years ago and I think, you know, it's a really valuable read for men and women. I've given a copy to many of my guy friends, but I also think it's helpful for women to read. Cause I remember reading it and just thinking, I read it years ago and at the time he, the way he describes the feminine and the masculine, and he talks about fe feminine identified women, but like women, if you're not feminine identified, probably those parts of you are just repressed. And really we, we all have both aspects in us. And because of the go, 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 do, do, do patriarchal mm -hmm. culture that we live in hustle, grind, um, well, not where I live, but I mean, there's still, there's still a hustle increase. It's a different, not on the islands, but in, uh, in Athens, still a city, but, um, not, it's not the same as North America, but still that, that hustle, that grind, that pushing and the, the disassociation, this was the dynamic I experienced in my relationship with my former partner, where he was always 
he, he was such a good guy. He has a beautiful heart, but he was like always in his head. I couldn't connect with him because mm -hmm. he wasn't in his heart. And I love how David data, first of all, just helps men understand like the, when a woman is in her feminine, that she's like the weather yeah, and like fully wildly expressed. And so like one moment she's sunny skies next moment, like the weather in Costa Rica, actually, that's yeah. me. <laughs> one next moment, like thunder and lightning and hail and everything in between. And so, um, it, it helped me like really own that within myself because I think so many women feel crazy because men call them crazy because men on the masculine can't side don't it. understand and can't yeah. handle it. So tell us about those men. And well, so here's, here's a big part of that because, and the, the David data uh, way of the superior man book and all of his books for that matter, but specifically that when they really go into this, we are fundamentally different in a lot of ways. Yes, yes. And especially men that are more in their masculine, the masculine is just more consistent. Like it's very rare that a man in his masculine will get completely overwhelmed by his emotions and say shit that he doesn't mean. Yeah, very true. Whereas, whereas the feminine does that all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, that, and this is where... Like I said, a lot of men, it's just a matter of not really understanding how the feminine works in, in that, like, if you're in a storm, you just basically have to not take anything you say seriously and just stand there and stand, be in love, like stand in love and acceptance and, and just be there. Like right. you don't, cause, and, and not try to fix things. Most men, they're like either. I want to fight or I want to fix, yes. <laughs> you know? So, and oftentimes, especially if it's about something that they did, the feminine's coming at them with rage or whatever, or like all this anger and blah, blah, blah. And then oftentimes a guy will default to being defensive and mm. not want to take any blame for what's happened. So then that turns into a fight and that turns into things, you know, and then the woman says like, ah, we're, we're done. Blah, 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 blah. And then the men's like, you know, it can get to the point where then the man will say something or will actually get fully combative and then, you know, they break up or whatever versus okay. just, if you can just hold space for a woman when she's in that state and, and, you know, not try to fix, not try to change, just, just like, Whoa, I see you, you know, you got a lot going on right now. Are you okay? Like I'm here for you. You know, what do you need? Do we need space? Do you need, you just need to cry do you need to scream like what what's going on and and just again accepting women when they're in that state versus like you kind of alluded to a lot of men judge women a lot when they're when they go into these storms and that only only makes it worse so so i want to highlight that that you are not crazy you are simply misunderstood if you're a woman who feels 100%. who's been told you're crazy um, by men, you're just misunderstood. And, and I have compassion for both sides. Like I can really, I've been the woman that's been called crazy for sure. And I did feel crazy many times before I had an understanding of my emotions and how to not project them and blame them so much. And that's a woman coming into balance within herself is being able to feel your feelings without dumping it on your partner or projecting it onto them. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's an important skill to learn. But, um, but, but that like really knowing that, that we're not crazy, we're just misunderstood because we're so different and nobody sets us up for success. Nobody teaches us how to be in relationship with each other, let alone how to know how different men and women actually are like eat fundamentally the, the hormones. And I mean, we have vaginas and men, obviously there's a spectrum of, <laughs> based on your you know, conditioning your, who you were raised by, your influences, your life story, your traumas, all the, uh, there's so many factors. And, and also like on a soul level, your astrology, whatever, like some signs are more masculine, some are more feminine. So there's a range for sure. And, you know, women have vaginas and have ovaries and have all sorts of, you know, unless you've had different some sort hormones of surgery or made system. a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're different. We are. And, and we're really not set up for success to understand each other. So what I'd love to talk about next is just like to help women understand a little bit more of the, 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 the shadow masculine side when they're dating. So like women that are dating that are taking, you know, I think of avoidance is a big one. That's what seems to be really common with men. Um, what, 
any words of wisdom or, uh, cause I know that when dating it's as a woman, it's, I've even experienced this myself. It's so hard to not take it personally, even mm. though, even if his behavior looks like he doesn't care, it doesn't mean that. And so like, yeah, any, anything you want to share for the woman who's dating out there, the she's in her feminine and she keeps attracting men in their shadow masculine. Mm. Uh, Totally. It's an interesting conversation. I, I always like to look at relationships as a mirror. So mm. like when you go down this whole conscious relationship rabbit hole, there's, there's kind of a core belief or foundation or whatever that you're always going to attract someone who's a mirror of where you're at to teach you lessons. So totally. if you're attracting a man who's not willing to do the work, who's not showing up, who's, you know, like you said, in, in more of like a shadow, coming more from shadow versus coming from his heart, I would, well, A, run. Run. But like, look at yourself. Like what, yeah. how, how are you doing that? How right. are you showing up that way? And like, where do you need to heal and grow yourself? Like, are you working on yourself? Are you looking at, are you still in your shadow of the feminine? Are you still in this like in my, in my head, like part of that is this, like, I'm defenseless, like help protect yes, me. I need someone girl. who's rich. I need someone who's like, I just need to be super pretty and find someone who can pay for all my shit. And I, you know, like there, that's, there's a, there's a, it's not a very healthy dynamic. Not that you yes. don't want to have a guy with money, but you should be able to like meet him and, and be equal yes. not kind of set up some weird power dynamic where you're just trading sex for money, you know? Yes. And, that's, that's so true. Oh, that, and I think like even the energetics of its little girl, like when I was with all of my partners before I attracted like dad type energy and it wasn't money, but it was like still me being like, help rescue me. I'm incapable. Like there was some part of me that, that that's how I thought I had to get love. And then they would be in that um, power over like telling me what to do. And then all of a sudden I'm yeah. dating my dad and don't want to have sex with him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, and that's, you know, it's the kind of the flip side, like in a lot of David Data's work, he talks about how there's kind of like essentially first stage, second stage, third stage for both men and women. And for men, it's the first stage is like the hyper-masculine of like, man, drink beer, do work, and that's it. And then the second stage is super, like super into their feminine and flow boy and don't have any like balls or responsibility. And, and then the, the third is the balanced both. And women have the same thing, but it's the opposite of you know, being the super innocent girl that can't defend herself, can't provide for herself, can't do anything on her own, goes straight from like, you know, being with her parents to being with a man and, you know, never understands her power and then swings into the more like hyper feminist business woman, like get the fuck out of my way, hyper masculine, and then has to come back to the third stage of still having power and still being, being a boss, but also being okay with the fact that she has emotions and understanding them and being feminine and and still being a boss like there's a mm. lot of women that are great examples of this out there that are they're in their power and they're still like super feminine and flowy and you know they have they embody kind of both of those energies and, mm. and then once you're there you can attract a man who's there if you're if you're attracting a man who's you know, not in that place himself, like, where are you not showing up there yourself? What, what do you have to do to grow into that? So you can attract that kind of partner. You're not just going to all of a sudden magically attract someone who's more evolved than you are, or that, you know, you have to be ready for it. And you have to be willing to do that work to, to you know, it's like the classic, it's not like, you're going to find someone who's going to save you, you have to become like the one, like Shalina's new book, Becoming the One, mm -hmm. so that you can attract that partner that you desire. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I bet everyone's so pissed right now. They're like, what? We thought you were going to talk about men and it's the same as the new truth. <laughs> every, every episode on the new truth, we're like, how to get a guy, how to like get someone to fall in love with you. And then it's always a reflection of yourself, of course. <laughs> and surprise. I mean, yeah. Surprise. Um, it, it, it's, that of course, right? Like everything is a freaking inside job and we don't have control over what's happening outside. And to me, it feels like in my experience, cause I feel like I'm pretty balanced right now. I'm, I'm 
mo- I'd say I'm more identified with my feminine, but obviously to have a business and do what I do, I'm. Yeah, but you're also, also crushing it and you're changing lives and you're great at setting boundaries when you need to. Yes. You know, you're, but you're also like the storm sometimes and you get yes. blowy and you get like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and I get little girl and I get talking to her and the whole freaking gang is here. And, and so- And that's it's beautiful. Like, you should yeah. be able to- embody that and go yes. into those moments. And know, I think and- I, I just want to say, like, I feel like there's a fantasy about the conscious relationship. So the high quality man in relationship, because as you were reflecting about like, whatever you attract is where you're at. And then I'm thinking about the last guy who I attracted, who hadn't really done any work on himself, but he had, so, he had natural emotional intelligence and, and um, was just such a beautiful soul. So I was drawn to that. And, you know, of like, I guess what I, it's more of a, a feeling that I'm feeling right now, but it's not going to look how you think it's going to look. I just feel like I, I, I can see all the gifts in attracting him and how I got to see, I had so many blind spots that I didn't know were playing out probably because I was in a, year, a seven year relationship and, you know, now I'm experiencing relationship again in new ways. And there's so much growth. There's, oh, it's a lifelong journey. There's always so much growth. So I feel like this idea, because let's like high quality men, I mean, let's unpack that further. It's like, what does that even mean? We're all high quality at the core. Yeah, but, we're all worthy. Yeah, we just so what- also all have a lot of defense mechanisms. Exactly, and, yeah. And, and armor and, you know, all these patterns that we run that we think are to keep ourselves safe. And that's like a big part, not that- all high quality men are like spiritual or super connected, but that I see that as a big part of it because I was just having a conversation last night with a friend about this, who's super successful. Like he could stop working tomorrow and like be fine for the rest of his life. He's got enough in the bank and dividends and coming in and all these things. And he's still like got a lot of shit and still very afraid of like, Uh, he's got a lot of scarcity things running a lot of like lack of trust that he's going to be okay you know and and this 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 is a core piece that i see for a lot of people it's like you know i'm only going to be loved if or i'm only going to be worthy of you know being happy if this xyz you know like the the general things of like i'm not worthy or life is not safe or you know people are not trustworthy um like my heart's going to get broken if i actually open it you know there's all these different things that are just trauma responses mm-hmm. basically <laughs> you know when when you get your heart broken it hurts and it takes time to let that heal and to move through all the stuff to heal the trauma to like open up again because the like you said, there is a bit of a fantasy around this conscious relationship thing, but like newsflash, it's not just a fucking cakewalk. It's no. scary. It's like harder. It's hard. It's way harder. Yeah. But like it's so it's much easier to just default to your your patterns and to comfort and to like, you know, to break up and run away from confrontations. Because if you enter into a relationship like, again, the whole concept of conscious relationship is using relationship as a vehicle for growth. Yeah. Like growth is uncomfortable. (laughs) You know, like growth isn't this like smooth, like just keep walking forward and everything works out amazing. Growth is like expansion and contraction. And like, think about the butterfly, you know, it's a beautiful example of, of growth and change and like metamorphosis, but people think about you know, the butterfly is just this beautiful thing, but like when a butterfly becomes a butterfly, it, it wraps itself in a cocoon and fucking melts. (laughs) It's whole body dissolves. And like, you know, completely you, you die. Like the part of you is always dying when you're growing because parts of you have to fall away. Parts of you aren't working, aren't serving you. And, and (laughs) that's what conscious relationship can be yeah. it's incredibly confronting sometimes yes because it's it's letting your ego die a lot of the times yeah. it's it's letting parts of you that you know you're very attached to you're letting go of a lot of that stuff in order to come more into your heart come more into being of service show up better for your partner and for the world but it's like it's not an easy path it's incredibly yeah. challenging but the it's also, yeah, it's worth it because, you know, you, 
because you do get to grow. You get to become a better person. You get to love more deeply. You get to not have to be as anxious or as depressed or as like worried about what's going on on the other side. There's less games. There's less bullshit, you know, like you just deepen your connection with your heart, with trust, with all these things, you know, it's a, yeah, it's like richer and more colorful, but it doesn't it doesn't come without pain, but it feels like the other side is more like suffering that's unnecessary. It's just like living in our stories in our minds as opposed to actually being in authentic conversations and mm-hmm. um okay, so how does it's, a woman Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say it's the classic like if you choose the easy thing, life gets hard. If yes. you choose the hard thing, life gets easy. Yes. You're willing to have fights you're not scared of every fight being the last one. If you're willing to speak your truth when it's uncomfortable, you're not just hiding and suppressing yourself all the time because you're afraid of upsetting someone or you're afraid of breaking things. You know, if you're willing to be full, then you get to be full. You get to be fully expressed. You get to be yourself and you get to have a partner that is also that. So you get to both be your fullest versions of yourself and and crush it in the world and have an epic life, you know, if, if you choose that. And you get to experience being loved for all of who you are. Like, yeah, not just conditionally, like not just for the masks that we wear often when yeah. we're dating. Yeah. You know, if, you, if two people come into a relationship pretending to be someone that they're not and then, you know, think they're falling in love with each other, but they're just falling in love with this fake version, that's going to have a time limit on it. Right. <laughs> you know, like eventually they're both going to wake up one day and be like, who the fuck are you? I, you're not the person that I started dating. And it's like, no, because you were fucking pretending to be someone else. You both were, you know, but, but that is, I, I feel like that's the normal dynamic in most relationships is. Yeah. And not that you no one knows. Like, we don't know. Nobody was, yeah. nobody told us how to do it. We're all just like learn, trying to get love, but in all the wrong places or in all the wrong ways that are contorting ourselves or hurting ourselves. Cause that's what we had to do as kids to survive. Totally. And, you know, again, at the core of it, looking outside for love, exactly, you know, looking for someone else to fill yeah. that hole. And instead of to realizing that that comes from ourselves. For sure. Okay. So for a high quality and high quality, AKA just like fully expressed you, I'm, I'm imagining all the women who listen to the podcast who are now going to figure out, okay, am I on the masculine side or am I on the feminine side? What parts of me do I need to embrace more of my vulnerability, my feelings, my expression, my sensuality, my intuition, that's your feminine side. There's more to it, but that's, or the masculine side, my taking action, my purpose, my drive, all of those things. Like so to a high quality woman who's, you know, really ready for love, how, how do we know if a man is a high quality man, in your opinion, and um, what do they want? Coming back to the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, well, you could start on your first date by asking how much you spent on therapy in his life. <laughs> 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 Uh, you know, but like kidding, not kidding. It's like, I feel like a high quality man is a man who's willing to do the work. He's willing to like, you know, (laughs) you know, shameless plug for my podcast. That's what it's all about. It's just like men who are doing the work, doing the inner work and willing to admit that they don't have it all figured out and admit that, you know, like have started doing this work of essentially like understanding themselves more deeply and and trying to work towards letting go of their ego and and doing things more from a place of service versus from a place of trying to get significance right so do you think if a man hasn't done any work i mean i guess they must be in protection if they haven't done any work they have no self-awareness not to say that there can't be like because again a big part of this work is is overcoming and healing from the wounding and the trauma that happens as children. So like there are tons of guys out there who've never done an ounce of therapy in their life, but they were just raised really well. They came from a good family that was solid. Their parents stayed together. They were stable. They didn't have any like huge, massive shit. And, and they were loved on and like encouraged from day one. And where, and where are these men? Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> They're very, very few and far between. <laughs> you know? well, and, and on the flip side, like a lot of those guys, you know, they, they find success early on. They, they find a partner early on and they, they 
model the behavior they were shown. So they're already married in, in relationships, right. you know, like, like, and not again, not that that's the, uh, the, uh, that all of them are already taken. Like, I don't want to plan. Like, let's not reinforce to, that all good like, men are taken. <laughs> we already exactly, carry that wounding. Exactly. But like, it, it's that, uh, like some of them are, but there's also like the, the percentage of guys that don't have anything that they're fucked up about is less than 1% guaranteed. Right. You know, like all of us have experienced trauma on some level. And so for all of those, the the men that are willing to like actually you know like um in uh man talks for instance they have their motto is like it's not therapy it's training and right. that's a big part of the whole problem in, that i in in essence is that a lot of guys see doing inner work or seeing a therapist or talking to a counselor or, or looking under the hood of their brain and their psyche and all this stuff it, as weakness yes. and and so a good man is a man who doesn't see it that way that's willing yeah. to understand themselves better that's willing to also take responsibility for their shit and and isn't attached to their ego and isn't in like this perpetual defense mode of mm. like i've got all my shit figured out like i'm king it's like just essentially guys that aren't coming from ego really yeah so so oh, they have to have a level of openness i imagine and will and willingness to me that's what i I don't look for it, but I, I notice how it feels when I'm dating someone like, are they open to having harder conversations? And is there a willingness when stuff comes up to actually talk about it and, and own our side of the street? Like if someone can't see that they contribute, that's to me, usually a, a flag. Yeah. It's taking responsibility. Flag. Yeah. You know, it's be like a big part of it around the whole ego conversation, everything for both men and women is, yes. is being able to admit that you're wrong. Yeah. You know, oh, like part. it's, it's surprisingly easy and surprisingly hard. It's yeah. one of those things that most people at the beginning are super afraid of being or admitting that they're wrong about anything. Um, but when you are willing to do that, there's so much freedom that comes from it because you don't, you realize that you don't have to be right all the time. There's actually no danger in admitting that you're wrong. And it makes life a lot easier because if, if you haven't gotten everything in life that you want, then you probably haven't figured some things out yet. <laughs> you know, and like it's yeah. that, it's that kind of idea of being teachable or coachable, where just like I'm still growing, I'm still learning, and I know I'm not perfect. And I'm just trying to do my best as I move forward. Yeah. And that, it, that's and like the humbleness. Like at every relational issue, no matter what, even one person always looks way worse on paper. But mm. it always is both of us. It's two people and their patterns and they fit perfectly 100%. together. So if yeah. you, and the only side that you can have any control over is your own. So it's mm-hmm. may as well know your, know thyself <laughs> intimately, <laughs> um, which, you know, helps when you're out there dating. Mm. So, so what, so what do high quality men want then? What are they? What, so a man who is more balanced and is doing the work. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to do a more formal plug. Dave just launched an epic, epic <laughs> podcast called men who do the work. It's basically like the new truth for men. So send all your man friends his way and definitely check it out yourself as well. Um, but you. he's, he's and check really- out our episode that we did. I got to interview you and share oh, yes. the flip side of all that, yeah. you know, so, um, and some more of your story and where this journey began for you as well. So yes. for your listeners that want to hear a little bit of under the hood for you, thank you. Yeah. And that episode, I was representing all of you and helping, um, helping unpack what women want and what, mm-hmm. what, we, what, what we crave in, in relationship. And so much of that was that like presence, willingness, openness to actually face ourselves in each other. And um, so so high quality men, yeah, what do they want? Like what, so if you imagine your clients after working with you and they're out there dating and in relationships, like what, what is, what do they want? What do they want? <laughs> Basically just a housewife who. Uh, yeah, like a, or just, like a sugar baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. There's actually are a lot of guys that think that that's what they want. Um, yeah. They just. There's a whole, I didn't even know about this because I've been married for quite a while now, but there's a site out there called Seeking Arrangements. I don't know if you've heard about this. It's it's literally that. It's just like arrangements of like, I'll pay you X amount to like come and be my girlfriend and suck my dick and like, you know, clean up after me. And it's, it's, 
crazy. But anyways, um, <laughs> to the point, those are not the high quality <laughs> men. Those are not the high quality <laughs> men. Those are the men that are just lazy and want to throw money at the problem. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, um, the it does take the guesswork out of <laughs> and the bullshit. But anyways, what high quality men want is essentially everything we've been talking about. You know, it's a woman who is the flip side of everything we just said we like a man should be in order to be a high quality man is you know a woman who's able to embody her femininity her sexuality who but who's also able to show up and take care of herself and you know rock that balance between where she can go out and crush it and you know make a bunch of money and and like in you know, there's that whole, there's a whole other conversation around bringing femininity into business and like running a business from that place and, you know, using attraction-based marketing, all these things. Right. But like at the core, it's just, it's a woman who is confident in herself and has done enough of the work herself that she's not self-conscious and anxious. She's just like, you know, like women that are just fishing for compliments all the time or like constantly asking for like, affirmation of how pretty she looks you know like these things get annoying like i want to most men want a woman who's like just like yeah this is me i'm like um uh, an example i often give to women is like the and not of like a perfect by any stretch but this like unapologetically you is gloria from modern family who's just like you know a smoke show but also like a raging like all over the place you know like she's this chaos but she's also like got her shit together and she runs a tight show but she's like flies off the handle all the time like you're allowed to be you you're allowed to have blow-ups and you're allowed to be fiery you know women don't or men don't want a woman who's just like passive and is never going to disagree with him or challenge him on anything it's like we want someone who's fiery and exciting but also like can be calm and all the things, just like really when you boil it down, a woman who is herself, herself not trying exactly. to be, because because it's not like every woman is naturally a Gloria inside. Mm-hmm. Some women are a lot more like cool energy. You know, they're a lot more calm and relaxed and soothing, kind of like the, you know, the caregiver energy. And a lot of guys really want that because they're like super fiery, hot-headed, go, 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 super hard charging. Mm-hmm. And they want a woman who kind of balances them out and helps them just calm down and relax when they're at home. It's yeah. like, you know, so there's no one like be this way or yes. anything yeah, like that. Yeah, which obviously like, w- would not be in line with the new truth, but it's, no. <laughs> it, 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 it is, yeah. It's like, there's someone for everyone. There's not just someone, there's many people for everyone, but totally. you don't actually get to experience true alignment in relationship until you're truly yourself Bingo. and so same as every episode yeah the truth, new truth is just be yourself <laughs> be yourself get to know your own soul <laughs> yeah, and you know there's so much to us and and it really is a lifelong journey like i i love you know i've been on the path for 16 years and every day every year every you know, month, there's like new parts of myself I get to uncover and that I didn't even know were there. So even if you're listening and you're like, well, I'm not fiery at all. You probably have fire. Everyone has a different version of it. Some women are more like, if you look at astrology, yes, if you have Leo and, uh, you know, fire signs, you'll have more fiery nature, mm-hmm. but that's hard to tame. <laughs> But so there, but we, Andy always, the, my best friend who's an astrologer always talks about how we actually all have all of them in us and we have access to all of the, the, um, the signs, the sun sign, whatever they're called, the, the astrology signs, we all have access to all of those when we're fully expressed. Mm -hmm. So, but, but fire for one woman might look like different to another woman. I remember back in the day when I was super shut down from my sexuality and my sensuality and I, I didn't feel sexy was not ever a word I got. And people would be like, you're so cute. And I'd never, and I, I was, I wanted to be sexy so bad. And I remember Andy actually said to me, she was like, maybe it looks different for you. Maybe it doesn't look how it looks for, and I kept thinking it needs to look like Angelina Jolie or you're not sexy, or it needs to look like Scarlett Mm -hmm. Johansson or you're not sexy. 
And, but we all are sexy and we all are beautiful and we all are wildly emotional and we all are all of these things. And yeah, the more you get to walk through the world as all of who you are, the more you're going to attract a man. I guess who's the a man who's, that, yeah. You know, like who's that who gets himself? That. Who yeah. gets that and, and who wants that? Because <clears throat> there's the flip side of like a lot of men who are more like on that kind of toxic in the masculine side of things a lot of them like like we just kind of mentioned they they think that what they want is just a woman to like shut up and do the dishes and cook them dinner and suck their dick and that's it and never fucking like ruffle any feathers but like again it's not actually what anyone is going to be happy with you know like they may think they want that but that's because they haven't done any of the work themselves to like you know they just they just want the, that hole to be filled in their mind of like, oh, I need a partner because I need to have some love. So like, I don't, I don't want to be alone. So I just, but I don't want to have to deal with any shit, you know? Right. <laughs> and, but that's not satisfying really. Once yeah. you get into this work and once you're on this path and, yeah. you know, for some people that is great and they just want someone to be there so they don't have to feel lonely. And, and some people satisfy or settle for that and like live their whole life like that. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But if you're someone who's listening to this show, you're Mm -hmm. probably on that path. And if you're on this path, you're going to feel a lot better if you're with someone who's also on it. That's just the bottom line. It's really hard to be in a relationship where one person is growing and doing this work and trying to like, you know, not to go too frou-frou, but try to like reaching for self-actualization essentially Mm -hmm. of like, you know, connecting as deeply as you can with who you are as a human and growing spiritually. And if one person is doing that and the other person isn't, you're just going to grow apart. You know, right. it's like you, you want to find someone that you can grow with. Yes, yes. And, and it doesn't have side. to be exactly the same, but yeah. definitely on the growth path. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So where where do they find these men? They All the men <laughs> listening to the, the what, wait, what's the name of your podcast? Men Who men, Do the Work. Men Doing the Work. Men Doing the Work. Okay, sorry. Close. Men doing the work. So um, where do they find these men and where do they find you? (laughs) Uh, Well, where they find these men, you know, that's a, isn't that the question? Yeah, (laughs) they do exist. Uh, You know, I would, mm, this is a tricky one because like there are some places back when, man talks events were going on and you could like go to places that if there are events of this nature where there's yes. like conversations happening around this topic and you know like or like conscious relationship training programs or like personal growth communities like get involved in community that has an yeah. element of this that's yes. one piece like, but don't go looking for a boyfriend because then you'll be attached to the result that's going to work against and that, you that was the other thing i was going to say is like yes. you know which is i'd imagine it's a little trickier for women because if you are a woman who is doing the work and you want to find a man that's like also in this work and, and you're, you're want to come into it from this more like authentic feminine space, he has to find you. Right. And he has to come and get you, you know, like if, as you said, a lot of your women are more in their masculine, like you don't, you don't get to go and get, the man <laughs> like that's not that's you being in your masculine you yeah. know what you being in your feminine is is continuing to work on yourself continuing to just show up and be just be your fucking awesome self and rock it and trust that if you keep doing that and you keep showing up and you keep also putting yourself out in the world you yeah. can't just sit at home all the time and expect them to come knocking on your door one day you have to go out into the world and interact yeah. with people and build community trust that you're going to find them, you know, you're going to connect with someone, someone's going to, you know, you're going to lock eyes across the room at some event and you're just going to be like, holy fuck, who is that? And then you just, you're going to fall your chair and he's going to pick you up and he's going to carry you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I love that you said that because it's, I mean, I think the, the most important thing is that it's um, it's about your beingness and there's of course on the new truth, it's not about rules. You can do this. You can't do that, but it's about your beingness. And if you are focused on trying to get something, 
you're not in your body. You're not in your heart. You're not in yourself. You're in your protective mechanisms, your controller energy trying to control the outcome as opposed to being surrendered. But I love what you said about putting yourself out there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to join a dance community here, not with the intention of meeting a man, but with meeting friends, like making more community and having fun and having like, fun. Is, well, that, this well, is that's the biggest piece. Sure. That I always like personally, I hate dating apps. Like some people are a fan of them, especially now with like the state of the world and everything. But personally, my strategy for this is like, go do things go you want to do. Go have fun. Go do like, go. If you like dancing, go dance. If you like yes. hiking, join, like go find a hiking meetups or yes. like just do things, do things with community that you yes. enjoy doing, whether that's yoga or martial arts or hiking or, you know, painting or sculpting or whatever it is, like just go and fucking have fun and enjoy your life. And yes. trust that when you're out doing yes. that in community, you're going to meet people that a, you're going to meet people B, if you're, if you're doing things that you like, you're going to instantly meet people that have at least one shared interest with you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, which then makes it easier it. to build off of, you totally. know, versus like, I'm just going to sit at home by myself and scroll my phone. And hopefully someone wants to fuck me, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's such a disconnected way of doing it. Yeah. You know, like you talked about yeah. being in your head and versus being yeah. in your body, like go do things that get you in your body and yeah. see who shows up. Yeah. We always say like, if you are using the apps, do it for fun do it for growth, do it for like noticing what parts of you show up, do it for practice, for play, but not, not yeah. as like the be all and end all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. And not so in an good. addictive way. Like yeah. I've, I've had them before being married, obviously, but every time I would like have them, I'd get super addicted to doing it. Like every yeah. time I have any spare moment, it's just like scrolling, right. you know, Ego. like seeking to be, have that hole filled in myself versus right. like just choose to fill that hole yourself yes. and find love for yourself and yeah. go enjoy your life and yeah. your partner and will, love come will come when the time is right. Yeah. Exactly. Love it. So aligned. Love it so much. Okay. So how, thank you so much. <laughs> this was a, such a fun conversation with you. I knew it would be. Um, so how can the women, I imagine that the women listening probably want to hear your podcast, but also want have like a million men to send your way. <laughs> Don't <laughs> shove the muffin down their throat if they're open and if they're Share. actively shopping. <laughs> totally, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of my clients come from men who are in relationship and often from like recommended from the women. So again, don't shove it down their throat. The yeah. podcast is a great way to share share something with them. If there's a, if there's an episode that you think you genuinely might like, then share it with them. Be like, Hey, check this out. Yeah. You know, like, cause on the flip side, you can't just like men can't change the women, women can't change the men. Yes. And if you're judging them for being not better, like that's not a good place to start. So yes. share the podcast, men doing the work on Apple podcasts right now, we will be on Spotify probably by the time this episode comes out. Um, we're waiting about a month for the launch and everything, but, um, there's that. Uh, my Instagram is just alpha rising dot men's work. Uh, if they want to check that out, uh, it's another resource to share with their guys uh, or alpha dash rising.com where for my website, where there's some more info, there's some more resources and things like that. But those are the best ways to get in touch with me. And uh, yeah, just, just keep dripping on them. I'd say like, keep, Hey, check this out. Hey, check this out. Like, Hey, I thought you'd like this, you know, eventually he'll either get sick of it and <laughs> leave so you can find a man who's interested in doing this stuff or he'll he'll crack open a little bit and start looking and and be willing to grow but if it's yeah. coming from a place of judgment is really hard you know yes, like for sure. it's really the defense mechanisms come up real quick when oh, when yeah. a man thinks he's trying to be that whoever's women's trying to change him yes for sure for sure yeah and you can share it with your brothers with your friends like oh, yeah. for sure totally. i've sent lots of guy friends your way and um, yeah, any, any man, you know, who's in need, who's going through a hard time. I mean, just like totally. getting in alignment with That's, your truth, the new truth, like Catherine and I work with so many women who just feel off in their lives and ang anxious and depressed, but they're actually just repressed from being who they really are. So if you know any men in your life that you care about, who are just having a hard time, send them Dave's way. He's absolutely amazing. You're my favorite mm, number one okay. resource for men. I think that I just love the embodiment you have of, of, you know, so masculine. I always feel so safe when I'm with you, especially moving to Costa Rica. Like I felt like you, you, I'm Brooke, of course, but your family and just your solid masculine energy. And also you're so connected to your heart so present, so loving. So just oh. such an amazing friend. I'm so grateful for you in my life. Thank you. Yeah. So happy we got you. to share was, you. 
it was really beautiful to see you come down and come back to life you know like you're watching you <laughs> yeah. transform over those first couple of months and just like yeah. really starting post covid again yeah not that it it's was, over but <laughs> yeah, post pandemic trauma <laughs> yeah post like lockdown <laughs> yes yeah and i was going through a breakup and all of that totally. too so yeah it was yeah. important Yes. Well, Anyways. thank you so much for sharing your brilliance and um, yeah, go Thanks check out Dave's podcast. There'll be a, a, lots of amazing men on there because also mm -hmm. the last thing I'll say is that it's so important as a woman to have expander men and you're one mm -hmm. of my expander men and like men who are anchors for the, the essence of what you desire to experience in relationship surround yourself with them. Same with female friends, like surround yourself with aligned friendships mm -hmm. so that you are actually expanding what you believe is possible. Mark Groves is another one. Um, who, we're going to have him on soon too. Um, he's and, another and expander for me. You know, like, yeah. don't necessarily just hang out with all your single friends. Yes. Bitching about why you're not in relationships. Like for you hanging out with me and Brooke, like we're yes. an example of what's possible in exactly. conscious relationships. So exactly. you got to be around that and be like, oh yeah, like totally there's yes. more guys like you out there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So important. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, my love. And you uh, so if you would, if you enjoyed this episode, as always, share it with all your friends and spread the word to all your guy friends and um, husbands and boyfriends and all of those things. And until next time, we'll see you next week. Much love. Thank you. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.